0: Hello, a very happy Wednesday to you. Thank you so very much for joining me this morning. I thank you so very much. I appreciate you being here. We are halfway through the week and a few more days left in the month of April. Can you believe it? Didn't we not just celebrate Christmas, what it seemed like, two weeks ago? And here we are, getting ready to enter the fifth month of the year. The way time is going by, you guys, Christmas will be here (laughs) in what seems like six weeks, okay? Because time is just flying, but it is a great thing. That we are alive and it is a great time to be alive. We are in a day and time where we are beginning to witness the awesomeness of who our God is and how big he is and all of the promises that he made to us are coming True as well as all of the warning signs that he gave to us are also coming to pass. But in all things, we give our God praise. Amen. Again, I thank you so very much for being here. For those of you who have downloaded my podcast and are following me, thank you so very much. I absolutely appreciate it. My mission is to reach women who are victims of domestic abuse and who were victims of domestic abuse. I am here to help and encourage and show the exit signs to the ones that are still in the relationships and to the ones who have exited. And it gets tough sometimes. I want to encourage you to keep looking forward it gets better every day. It gets better and better, and you get stronger, and you become uh, more and more of the woman that God have called you to be. If this is your first time here in my podcast, my name is Diane Lubre. I am an author. I am also a speaker. I am the founder of LubreBooks.com, also the Facebook group Life Love and laughter because i came to learn there is life there is love and there is laughter after domestic abuse sometimes it does not look like it sometimes it does not feel like it sometimes the days are so dark and so dreary that oh my god what am i gonna do especially if we nine out of ten times have made that abuser our entire life uh, before i go any farther i have a one i think so yes <laughs> one announcement on april 30th which is next monday at eleven thirty 30 a.m central standard time I will be hosting a conference call and the price of that is $0.00 I hope you can be a part of it all you have to do is go to Author Diane Lubre on Facebook and there you will find the ad along with the number along with the code and while you're there go ahead, like, and follow my page as well as Instagram. So I think this is it. Also, while you are on lubrandbooks.com, if you would like to purchase any of my books, you may do so there. As always, you can find them on amazon.com. So if you have a Prime account, this is a prime time. This is a prime time to go ahead and get your books, okay? It is to inspire, it is to encourage, it is to tell my story, how God brought me out of domestic abuse, how God took me out of a place where I had no self-love, no self-worth, I had nothing, and how I made not just one man, but more than one man my entire world because I did not know who and whose I am. So, now that we have gotten that out of the way, uh, let us talk a little bit today about control. Control, control. Janet Jackson said, I'm in control. And for so many of us, we have lost our control for so many of us, we have readily relinquished our control of our lives, our thoughts, our minds, our bodies to someone we think love us now. This is what I've learned. No woman enters into a relationship saying, "You know what? I wanna be abused. I wanna be mistreated." I want to be called out of my name. I want to be looked upon like nothing. No woman goes into a relationship thinking or feeling that way. Every woman wants to be romance, wants to be loved. We want to have a Cinderella experience. We want our Prince Charming to come and to get us, and 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 to save us. Rapunzel, let your head down, and he climbs up and save us, and oh my God, we live happily ever after. Can I be very, very honest with you? It's not gonna happen. <laughs> I don't care how wonderful our mates are. I don't care how beautiful they are, oh God, they smell good, they're strong. Our men, our husbands, our to-be husbands walk into the room and they smile and oh my God, who turned on this bright light. The wind blows and mm, the smell of their cologne. It intoxicates us and we fall in love and we swoon and everything is peaches and cream. And as wonderful as that may be, there is no such thing as happily ever after because it takes work. To have a happy relationship. So although we go into a relationship. Thinking like that. Guess what? Some men. That we get into these relationships. They don't see us like that. Some are looking for a piece of property. To own and to conquer. When it comes to control in a a relationship. It does not just happen. Right in the beginning, everything is wonderful and that is a part of the plan. That is the bait that they put out there and they make you feel, if you get with me, girl, this is how it's going to be Every day, every day you're going to get these texts from me professing my love to you. Every day you're going to get an email from me letting you know you are the most beautiful woman in the world. Every day you wake up, I want to be the first voice that you hear. You know why? Because they know the person who has your ears can control your life. A a very long time ago, a wise woman told me, she said, Diane, conversation rules the nation. If you can have somebody's ear, if you can tell them everything they want to hear, if you can tell them things about themselves that they did not know was in them, and as you give them advice and as you talk to them. They begin to cling to you like static. Baby, guess what? You have them in the palm of your hands, eating oats out of the palm of your hand. You are in absolute control. And that is how one of the ways these abusers get women into the web of romance. And it's a halloquin romance. And baby, when it goes down, it goes down. And when it rains, oh my God. And when it's sunshine, there's never an ugly day. There's never a bad day. There's never a dry day. There's never a snowy day. Every day is glorious. And it's an illusion it's not real but there are so many women that are hungry for love there are so many women that are desperate for love there are so many women that want that magical disney moment they throw caution to the wind and boom next thing you know caught an abusive person They don't just come out when when it it comes to the controlling aspect of abuse. They don't just come out um, and they say, I want to be your everything. I want to control what you eat, what you wear, what you do. They come to your rescue. They make suggestions that you should have thought of, but not smart enough to think about it and to execute it. (laughs) Example. You know what? I really like your hair long. I mean, you're really cute with short hair, but baby, if you let your hair grow out or if you get you a little weave until your hair grow out, Girl, I think that's going to be so sexy. Girl, I I just think that's, mm, dang, girl. You just going to, mm, girl. You you, you just going to make a brother lose his mind up in here, up in here. Why don't you go ahead, baby, and and try that for your man, for your boo. And you get that little kiss. And everything is hush. (laughs) And all you hear is his voice. Now, what do you do? Run, girl, I did my hair done. I need me some long flowing locks. Girl, my man just told me he loved long hair and this is the one, this is a keeper right here. And if it's here, he wants for me to have so I can keep my man, then girl, go ahead, hook up them bundles. And little by little, we're changing. Little by little, He's manipulating and he is forming us into the woman. Not that we are, not that we are called to be, not the women. God say, this is who you are. This is who I've called you to be. This is your purpose. This is your assignment. We become the woman that he wants us to be. I remember my ex-husband. Honey, he had the perfect woman in mind. And the perfect woman in mind was his sister. When I tell you she's just plain and bland, she is just plain and bland. When you hear of a plain Jane, multiply plain Jane by five. And there you have her. She does not wear makeup. Personality is dry has no ambition, has no mind of her own because he has manipulated her as well to think that he is the greatest big brother in the world and anything he needs, he knows exactly what to say to her so he can get it. So see, when we get in an abusive relationship and our men are controlling, don't think you and I are his first subject don't think we are the first victims baby he has perfected his craft with the ones around him that's why when you come to them and tell them your brother is so controlling your son is so controlling no he's not he just knows what he wants and what he likes and you can't blame a brother for knowing what he wants and what he likes because he has already brainwashed them so when you come into the family and you are not as submissive to let someone totally dominate you. Guess what they say? We don't like her. She thinks she better than us. We don't want her around. So guess what he does? He tries even harder to break you so you can conform and be transformed, not by the renewing of your mind, but by the renewing of his mind to be what he have called you to be. A controlling person are very suggestive. And here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, there are so many signs when, when we see How do I say? There are so many signs in our mate that we see that it does not sit well with us. But because so many women have gotten to the place where they are hungry for love. So many women have gotten to the place where they are desperate. My biological clock is ticking. Boom, boom, boom all of my sisters are married or are getting married all of my girlfriends have babies and families and everybody call me auntie and godmother auntie and godmother and i don't have my own so some men when they see a woman is so thirsty for a man and so thirsty for relationship They don't realize how much they are giving up. So he controls every aspect. Where are you going tonight? Oh, I'm just going to go hang out with my friends. Well, did you ask me? No, I didn't think I needed to ask you. Well, you can't go. What you mean I can't go? They're my friends. I knew them before you. What you mean I can't go? They hang up quick. You call back they don't answer. You text Bell, they don't answer. You do everything you can to get his attention, and guess what? Absolute rejection. And nobody wants to be rejected and dejected. And guess what happens? It works every time. Because why? It is not good For men to be alone. And when women get desperate, desperate measures call for desperate action. And when we do desperate action, when we move in a place of desperation, we pass up signs that should say, no, 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 detour, go back, turn around. This is not it. Now, here's what I'm saying. Now, please understand. I'm not saying some men are not genuinely concerned about their women i'm not saying some men are not just want to hey baby just be careful on the road okay they're not just some men that uh send a text during the day you know what i was just thinking about you and i thank god that you're my wife i Thank God that He have entrusted you to me, to be my wife, to be the mother of my children. Hold on, got some water. <laughs> Sorry. I uh I'm grateful that God chose someone so wonderful like you so I can have the best experience in life as possible because of. Who he has joined me with? Don't 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 get me. Don't get it twisted like the kids here. Right? <laughs> don't get it twisted, right? There are some things. When we get in a relationship, we know it ain't right. Our friends will say, "Mm mm." Our families will say, "Mm mm." But desperation have set in. Because here we are, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. Always a bridesmaid. Never a bride. Here comes your nieces. Get in here. you are, 40. Here comes your 25-year-old niece. getting married. Here goes your coworker. One in June, one in July, one in August, two in September, and you're still there. Men can see, can smell, can hear, not just the frustration that you are sick and tired of being alone, but they can hear, smell, taste the frustration that you are eager for a man, and that means you are even willing to pay for a man. What does that mean? That means, I'm going on vacation. Who are you going with? My girlfriends, you can't go. Why? Because I ain't going. That's exactly what my ex-husband told me. I said, this year I want to go spend the holidays with my family in Florida. And you know what he said? If I ain't going, if I can't go, you ain't going either. Meaning, the only way you gonna go is if you buy my ticket, your ticket, and your daughter's ticket. Apart from that, you stay here. You are my property. My leash needs to be on you every day, every second, as long as I'm around. You cannot have your own mind. And guess what I said? Okay. Why? I had been conditioned. I had been primed to not, to be able to think think for myself to not be able to put one and one in my head and come up with two. So at this point, he had absolute control of my life. I would go shopping and I would see the cutest things. Not nasty stuff because as a victim also of sexual abuse, one of the things, I'm very private with my body, so I would see cute things, I would see cute skirts, and I would see cute tops, had sleeves, you know, I grew up in a Pentecostal church, so my shirt (laughs) always buttoned up to to my neck, the only thing I need is a tie, okay, so That's how I was brought up. A woman is to cover herself, so everything was covered. But God blessed me to have a figure. So certain things I wear, you see more. Certain things I wear, you see less. Certain things I wear, you see nothing, and that would be a muumuu. And if you ask him, get yourself in a muumuu and good work. That's it. And I would go shopping, and I had to think in my mind. Will he approve? Will he not approve? And if he does not approve, that means it stays on the rack. Now, guess whose money is buying it? My money. It stays on the rack. The only thing I can buy are the things that he would approve of and say, Okay, I remember one Christmas, no, it was Thanksgiving, and it was the day after Thanksgiving, so that makes it Black Friday, right, yeah, and myself and two of his sisters and somebody else, we went to this fancy schmancy mall, and we're walking around, and we saw this store, and it said sale, you know, day after Thanksgiving, everybody got sale, mama, grandpapa, everybody got sale, So we go in there, and oh my gosh, the most beautiful skirt, jeans skirt with two slits on the side and the way the waist was made and the built-in belt was like leather strands. When I tell you, gorgeous and beautiful. Now, mind you, I didn't see the skirt. His older sister saw the skirt. And she said, oh, Diane, that would look good on you. And I said, you think so? Because in my mind, Girl, your brother ain't going to like this at all. And we're too far out for him to even, trust me, to drive way out of here. And besides, I don't know the way out here to bring the skirt back. So that means it would either sit in my closet or I'll give it to someone else. And she said, Why don't you go try it on? And I go, and I try the skirt on, and I shimmy. And it hugged them hips and it fit my waist. Boop! Perfect! And everything was like Martin would say clack, ax, clack, bam! It was there. I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I'm afraid to say, Oh girl, you look good. Because I know I cannot keep that skirt. So I go, I, I said, Oh, so what do you think? I'm like, oh my god, Diana, you need to get that. You need to get that. I said, You think so? Like, yeah, that looks good on you. It really looked nice on you. I said, okay, with my heart beating, going to the cash register, what is he going to say? What is he going to do when I show him the skirt with two slits on the side? And it hugs my hips and it lifts my butt and everything is peaches and cream. What is he going to say? Because I've heard the words that came out of his mouth before how he described me. The B word. And no man is ever going to want me for anything because all I'm good for is sex. And here I am with this skirt on. Oh my God. I am truly. And now it is official. I am a sexpot. So I've paid for it. And I'm walking through the mall <laughs> with my bag of, 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 of fear in my hands and condemnation in my hands. And I have a smile on my face and everything is pitches and cream. And behind that smile, i like, okay, you need to come up with a good excuse why you bought that skirt. I got home, I said, oh, guess what? I said, I bought a cute skirt. And I said, I took it, I said, yeah, uh, Naomi told me to try it. And then I tried it and she said, oh, Diane, that looks good on you. So I was like, oh, okay, they figured it looked good on me. Then I said, yeah, I'll go ahead and get it. And the only reason why he approved of that skirt is because his sister's approved of the skirt. Had his sisters not approved of the skirt, he would say no. His sisters approved of the skirt because there were no men there. They didn't tell him there were any men there looking at him. Control. When a woman cannot make up her own mind because of fear of what that man is going to say to you, a fear of what that man is going to do to you, that is too much control. And by that time, your spider senses should be tingling and you should be looking for the next exit sign. But like I said, women who have no self-esteem, women who have no self-love, Women who cannot look in the mirror and see beauty and see self-worth and see awesomeness and see greatness and see amazingness. They cannot say, you know what? I deserve better dot gummit and I'm gonna get better. Because it's been told, you ain't good for nothing. Ain't no man gonna ever gonna want you. You can't cook. You can't clean. Look at you, you're fat. You're a size 8, you're a size 6, a size 10, a size 12, whatever your size may be. You're fat. Look at you, you're dumb. Your head too nappy, your skin too dark, your skin too light. They're going to think you an Oreo, you a sellout every way possible to tear you down. Is their main focus. I remember when I finally, finally had had enough. And I came to the realization, you can tell a woman, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. You can show her all the signs. She will look at them with her eyes closed. But when she comes to that place and say, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm done. I'm finished. It's over. When they get to that place, nobody have to say anything to them because they've already made up in their mind. This is it. I'm going out, double barrel, guns blazing. Hey, get out of my way or you can stay in my way and I'm going to run over you. And when I finally got to that place, when I finally started having a little self-worth, a little self-esteem, when I finally started having a little self-love, when I finally Started really praying and God really started healing me and God really started changing my heart towards me because here's the thing. He didn't even want me to serve God. He wanted me to serve God when it was convenient for him. Now, if you're going to let somebody control your relationship with God, that is my God. That is too much control. You have now placed that person above God. And I came to the realization, he don't want me to serve God because he wants to be my God. He wants to be in control of my money, how I spend time with my family. I mean, in today, if I was still with that man, there's no way I could be speaking to you. There is no way. I would be able to have a Facebook page or Instagram or anything if I did he would have to have the password to be able to get on there when he wants. and if any man send me any friend request it doesn't matter what it is he would have a problem I remember going to church one day coming home and I had this box in my closet while I was at church he's gone through my closet searching for what I don't know and I had these pictures and pictures of my kids when they were little in the box. And I go and I walk in and he is going through my pictures. So I see my cousin and I see my brother. And I said, oh, my babies. And he looked at me. I was like, yeah. I was like, why you got their pictures out? Because he never made an effort to meet my family because my family was beneath his family. Because we are from the Caribbean and they're American, so his family was above our family. And that's something else I would never relinquish, making him put his family. I stood up for that when I said, no, 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 that's not going to happen. And when I asked, when I questioned him, y'all, he took the picture of my daddy. Because he never met my dad, never spoke to my dad. And I know you saying Diane, what was wrong with you? Another day I'll tell you that story. <laughs> I'll tell you that story another day. So my there's my little brother, and there's my cousin. And I was like, what are you doing, with my pictures? I was like, you going through my stuff while I'm not here? Homeboy took the box with my baby's pictures and everything, y'all, and took it and put it in the trash can. Woo! Next lesson. Is going to be forgiveness. (laughs) Next lesson, church, we are going to talk about forgiving the people who have been like, oh, my God, super strength sandpaper. Not just to your flesh, but all the way down into your bones. He took the pictures and put it in the trash. My mama was in there. My sisters are in there, me and my baby, just pictures, you know, memories, you know, pictures you put in the album. And I called my mom and I told my mom, and my mother was like, that man is jealous of you. No one had ever spoken these words to me. I never thought a husband can be jealous of his wife. uh, And that's another point of control. When they see something in you that they know another man would see and cherish and appreciate and cultivate and they don't have that power to do so, guess what? They tear you down and they destroy you. Another way you can tell if That relationship you're in is controlling, Belle, if it's controlling or if if you're going out and you're saying, you know what, something is not right. I've been going out with homeboy for so long. Something is not right. The way he manipulates your time. He wants to know every second of the day what you're doing every second of the hour what you're doing and it's because i just love you so much because he wants to calculate your day to know what you're doing i had to let my husband know when i got to work i had to let him know when i was leaving work sometimes by the time i got in the elevator my phone is ringing answer the phone I had to remain with him on the elevator all the way to the train, got on the train, and I would say, okay, the train is getting ready to go into the tunnel, and he would time it every day to see if it takes the same amount of time. So, I would say, the train is getting ready to go into the tunnel, I gotta call you back, and he'd say no. I will just wait until it cuts off. So I'm on the phone until we go through the tunnel and the phone cuts off. The ride through the tunnel from where we start to the next stop that is, you know, above ground is about 20 minutes. In that 20 minutes, he've called 5 to eight, ten 10 times sometimes. And I'm like, you called? Yeah. But I told you we're going through the tunnel. This happens Monday through Friday. It happens Monday through Friday. You know the drill. You know what's going on. There's nothing going on. I'm going through the tunnel. In his mind, in that 20 minutes, because his mother was a woman of the night, he has no respect for women. So he thinks every woman is is like his mama. Therefore, the way the Johns treated his mama because she would sometimes bring her Johns home in front of them. So now if his mama has no worth, if his mama does these things in front of him, far less his wife who is going through the tunnel with a bunch of men on the train. Who knows what she's doing? So I had to stay with him from the time (laughs) we get out the tunnel, stop after stop after, sometimes there's no words on the phone, he just want to stay to hear the, the announcer said, we are at Skillman, we are at Forest Lane, we are at wherever the stop were, until it said my stop, and I had to get off, get in my car, he had to hear me turn on the car. He had to hear me get on the freeway. If I had to make a stop, I said, oh, I got to stop. For what? I had to tell him what I'm stopping for. I got to stop by Walmart. For what? I need to get some feminine, ish, some feminine product. What is that? Y'all, I'm being very honest, and I'm being very blunt with y'all. What is it? I have to say, well, I'm having a period this week, <laughs> so I got to get me some pads. Okay, absolute and total control, total annihilation, total domination. I could not think for myself. The only time I can think for myself is at work, and you have no idea how conflicting that is. When eight hours, I have to think for myself, and the rest of the day, I have somebody thinking for me. So I had to stop by Walmart. Okay, I'll call you back. No, stay on the phone. Get to the cash register to see if it's a man or a woman. Listen for the transaction. Listen for me to get in the car. Listen to when I get home. Go through the door, and then, you of course, you hear the alarm. Beep, 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 beep. Wait till you hear that, and then, okay, I'll talk to you later. Cool. What are you getting ready to do? Monday through Friday, I'm getting ready to work out, and I'm getting ready to pray. Oh, I'm getting ready to pray. And I'm getting ready to work out. Either way, that's how I'm doing it. Just go into the room, wash my face, take the makeup off, get dressed, whichever one comes first. In the middle of my prayer, hello? What you doing? I'm praying. Sits there. Sits there. Sits there. Is there anything you want? No, I was just calling. Okay, well, I got to finish praying. You still praying? Yep. Remember. He wants to be my God. He wants to know what I'm saying to God. Okay? Call back. What are you doing? I'm working out. You can hear the tape in the back, right? I'm working out. By the time I get the working out, if I don't call and say, just got the working out, getting in the shower, by the time I get in the shower and get out the shower, there's 10 more calls on my cell phone and on the house phone. What were you doing? Well, I prayed, worked out, taking a shower. That's it. every step. And there are so many women who are willing to forfeit their freedom. There are so many women who are willing to forfeit their lives just so they can say, I got a man. I got a husband. Sometimes it's easier to be single. There is more joy. There is more happiness to be alone than to have someone that have you on a yo-yo. Up today, down tomorrow. Down tomorrow, down, 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 up, up. And that's how they do. It's like a drug. I give you, so when I don't give you, you go back down and I have what it takes. Puppet master in absolute control of everything. I hope you have taken notes, evaluated your relationship. Like I'm saying, like I said, if there's one thing he does, some men, you know, they love their woman. Baby, I I much rather you with this. It it makes you look so much brighter. I like you in this color. It's not to tear her down, it's to say, you're beautiful, and I want the world to know it. You know, that's why my fiance now, I don't even trust myself to dress me. I said, babe, what you think? He said, put this, that, and the other, and it never fails. When we go out, when we go somewhere, I'm at a conference, he never step up. A man will come, ah, God bless you. He doesn't get jealous, he doesn't get envious. we get in the car going home. he will talk to me, he will encourage me and some of you have men like that, husbands like that fiances like that. thank God for them. but there are some of you that all everything I've said boom, boom, check mark check mark, check mark. guess what? That's not who God have for you, I know you don't want to hear it, but that's not who God have for you and If you stay there, if you remain there, you too will become in the statistic of one in every four women are abused, have been abused, or will be in an abusive relationship. You are too wonderful, you are too great, you are too awesome. You are too amazing to have somebody totally dominate and extinguish that light God have placed in the earth that is called you. So know who you are, know your worth. If a man cannot see who you are, if a man cannot help you be a better you, if he cannot help you cultivate some things in you that you don't even know that's there, but rather is this wet towel that just want to turn out your fire, dull you out, turn off your glow, baby. That's not the one for you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, including a good man, a loving man, shall be added unto you. I want to thank you so very much for being here with me today. Please go ahead, download this podcast. Go ahead, tell someone about me. Go ahead, share, follow. I appreciate you so much. Don't forget, go to Arthur Diane Lubre on Facebook and join me next Monday, April 30th at 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. The call is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely free. (laughs) It's free. Go ahead and join me and let us work together and let us build one another up. It's only going to be a 30-minute call, so you don't have to say your name if you're at work. You can just have your... Airpiece in and you can listen in on the call if you're driving, you know, download it when you have your, you know what I'm saying, your time, then you can go ahead and listen to it. I thank you again for being with me today. As always, one love, that is the agape love of God. And remember, there is life, there is love, and there is laughter after domestic abuse. Be blessed, everybody. I love you. Bye-bye.